Good morning. Good to see you here. Hi, what a beautiful day. It's a long weekend and uh, lots of things uh, happening around, I'm sure. Um, is this going to work this week, Phil? Do you reckon it's going to work? Yay! Praise the Lord. Okay, we can all go home now. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great to have everyone here on the third Sunday of every month, as you may know. Uh, the kids from two of our big life groups uh, join us, which is great, and I love it. And I, I love the fact that we can all come together as, as a big family. Uh, you know, young and old, big and small, mature and immature, you choose which. Um, <laughs> But it's great that we can come together and uh, I've been thinking about how we can make these times more meaningful for all of us, from the littlest, the itty-bittiest, to the biggest and the, and the oldest. And so what I want to do with these third Sundays is to make them a bit different. Uh, I want us to move towards more of a, an all-age worship. Now, what I mean by that is it's a time where there's, there's something for everyone. A time when we can enjoy learning about Jesus together, uh, where we can learn from each other, and where God can speak to us in a way that we will hear and understand. So, because we all hear and see and understand things in different ways. So, um, so we're going to ex- do a little experiment, uh, a little bit. And I'd ask you just to bear with me as we do that on these third Sundays. Show me some grace. Uh, show me uh, a bit of love as we do this and we do something different. It might be a little messy. But hey, City View without mess is nothing, eh? So, so, we, so this is what we're going to do. So we're going to do something a bit different. It's going to be a little bit interactive, uh, which means that you get involved and I sit back and do nothing. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, we are being bold at the moment. We are. We are being bold people. We are growing in boldness. Boldness in the way we live. Boldness in the way that we follow Jesus. Boldness in our prayers. Boldness in sharing and showing the love of Jesus to our friends, our family, and the world around us. We're being bold. We want to grow in that boldness. And because of that, I'm going to make a bold statement this morning. Each and every life is precious. Each and every life is precious and special and unique. Each and every one of you here this morning is special. You are. You are. And each and every one of us are born in the image of God. You and I have something of God in us. We have his his DNA. Uh, my daughter Hannah was given um, 23andMe, uh, one of these genetic tests. Have you heard about it? You sort of, I don't know, you put a bit of saliva or a hair or something, you send it away, and they tell you everything you want to know about yourself. And Hannah's came back, and do you know what? 
She's, <laughs> no, she's not French. <laughs> okay, when I, when I said interactive, I didn't mean heckle. <laughs> she's European, 98% European, 1% Mongolian or something, was it? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, so all of this detail came back. But I was thinking, what it, what it didn't say on there was Hannah has part of God's DNA in there. Because all of us do. All of us have something of God's character in each one of us. We do, because we're made in his image. And each and every one of us, from the youngest, who's the youngest person here in this room? No. (laughs) Is it James in this room? I think it might be. James, do you know that God has a purpose for your life? Who's the oldest person here? (laughs) Savita, is that you? Or, yeah, maybe Savita. God has a purpose for your life. It's true. He has made us uh, uniquely, and he has placed a purpose on our lives. There's something unique about us. There's something special about every single one of you. There's something of God in every one of you. And the big question is, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Because if you do believe that, then it will affect how you live. It will. It will affect how you think It'll affect how you feel, and it'll affect how you act every day. Hold that thought. We're coming back to it. Have you got that thought? Are you holding it? Excellent. So we're going to come back to that. I want you all uh, now to, um, because we have some housekeeping to do. We, We need some housekeeping to take care of. Some of you may have come here this morning solely to hear about the men's retreat that I said that we were going to talk about last week, this week. Tough, because we ain't going to talk about it this week, because we're going to do it next week, because the men are still getting their thoughts together. No change there then. (laughs) So we're not going to do that. Um, But also what we need to do, we need to do our monthly weigh-in. For the heavyweight championship of the world, or of City View. Um, In fact, it's not a weigh-in, it's more of a height-in. You remember, we're illustrating our word of the year, grow, our desire to grow spiritually by seeing how two of our younger members are growing physically. So we measure them each month. So, ladies and gentlemen, introducing in the red corner... The legend of the Lee family, Jumbo James. Okay, James, come on up. And introducing in the blue corner, the backbone of the Baron family, the (laughs) X-Man, Xavier. Okay. There's pens on the window ledge there. So grab those. Let's. 
All right. I think you should put Xavier's hair up in a bun. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Okay. Are we seeing are we seeing growth there? One millimeter. Way. Fantastic. <clears throat> okay. All right. Has James been growing this month, Jen? <laughs> Hope he hasn't been shrinking. Yes, <laughs> Trump, you're getting into this, Jeff, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> Slightly? Oh, good. It's better than that blinking plant that we, we had last week, I tell you. <laughs> well done. Okay. Fabulous. So we'll see how they get on next month. Okay, well done, James. Keep putting yourself in that manure, won't you? Uh, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get back to our main thought. What was our main thought, Chloe? You were holding it tightly in your hand. Can you remember what it was? Something about... Yes, well done. That's, that's the main thought. That's our, the, the main thing we're going to look at today. We are special. You are special. You are unique. You have been purposefully knitted together by your heavenly Father. There is something in you from God that will and can change your life and the lives of those around you. Do you believe that? What is it? Interactive time. Okay, this is where you get involved, guys. If you have a phone, you're allowed to use it during this service. I want you to uh, think about One thing, one talent that you have that perhaps someone doesn't know about you. One thing, I don't know, like uh, I can knit with one hand. Or I can touch my nose with my tongue. Or I can flap my ears. Or I make the best lasagna ever. All right? So I want you to think about one thing. Kids, I want you to do that as well. And then I want you to text me. I want you to text me uh, that one thing. Can you put your name on it though? Because I won't know who it is. Um, So think about it. And kids, you can tell your parent and your parent or your person next to you will text me uh, that thing as well. Okay? Isn't that good? So to make this work, someone has to text me. <laughs> At least one person. I may trust you, Adrian. I may. If it's something incredibly embarrassing, yes, you will have to do it. All right, okay. So send me, send me those texts. Mm-mm-mm. 
Okay. Oh, look, I've got a text from my son, Sam. I wonder what he's telling me. (laughs) One thing that is, you can do unusual, that's special to you, one of the things that you can do. All right. Are we good? Everyone Everyone still need my number up there? Yeah? Xavier's going. Okay. Oh, you've got my number anyway. I can move on. Uh, one of the unique, and we're, we're going to come back to this later on in the, in the service this morning, but one of the things that is unique about me and is weird about me is that I love coffee shop balls. You know that they have outside of coffee shops uh, that have these sort of witty and pithy um, comments on them? And someone sent me this uh, during the week, and I I loved it. I can't remember how to write one, a thousand, fifty-one, six, and five hundred in Roman numerals. I'm livid. (laughs) Do you think that's good? (laughs) I love that one. Anyway, so that's 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 the unusual thing uh, about me. If you don't get it, (laughs) ask the person next to you. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So I believe that every one of us here can make a difference for God. Make a difference in this world by being bold. Partnering with God to see his kingdom come. You can be bold. You can, even if you don't think you can. Even if you are timid, mctimid from timid land, you can be bold. And I want to illustrate that this morning by spending some time in perhaps the most popular and well-known story in the Bible. What do you think that one is? No. Popular, well-known story. The most popular story. No, good try, but no. Who? No. No, sorry, did I say that too harshly? I'm sorry. (laughs) No! (laughs) Most popular, obviously it's not the most popular and well-known story in the Bible. What? David and Goliath. There you go. Yes. It's this one. Even your friends, your friends who don't, ever go to church will probably know this story because it's often used in like a sporting context, you know, like when the complete underdog beats the top team, that's a David and Goliath, or, or when a small group of people bring down a big mega corporation, David and Goliath. But what is this story about? And how can it speak to us this morning, especially for those of us who think, Actually, I'm not really very special, and I'm not really very bold. We're going to go through the story, and you guys are going to help me illustrate it. Okay? I told you it was going to be messy. Because most of us know the story. Most of us know about it. I just want to go through it quickly. It's basically the story about two opposing armies. 
You've got the Philistines and the Israelites. So, you lot are the Philistines, okay? And you lot are the Israelites. And, yeah. And you do not get on and you do not like each other. <laughs> can, we, can we look as though you don't like each other? Can you just start? There you go. <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read the story and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get involved. Okay. So Saul was a king and Saul ru- ruled the Israelites. Okay, yay for Saul. David and his family were Israelites too. They're part of you. And the Israelites weren't getting along with the people named the Philistines. Ah, The noisy neighbors. The problem with the Philistines was that they had many giants living in their land. One of the strongest and biggest giants was named Goliath. He was nine feet tall, and he, has, he would have to bend down to get through doors. He was so tall. I need a Goliath. Who is the biggest person on your team? Chris, <laughs> Chris are you willing to be Goliath? Come up here then. <laughs> Now, <laughs> Goliath, ah, no, stand over there, Goliath. <laughs> Goliath was, had so much armor on, and he had spear, there's your spear, and a shield. We have to, we have to improvise. <laughs> so, there he goes. And every morning and every evening for 40 days, he shouted to the Israelites in his deep, big voice, Hey, you guys, I dare you to find one man to fight me. No. (laughs) It'll take too long. And if he can beat me, we will become your servants. But if I win, then all you lot become our servants. That's what he says. And when Saul and his men heard this, they were very afraid. Yes, very good, Linda. Yeah, yeah. That's, Phil, that's just normal look. <laughs> You're always afraid. Okay. Three of these men were David's three oldest brothers. They were the only ones in David's family that could go fight because they were old enough. Now, David's father, Jesse, heard about the giant and was worried for his sons. So he called David out of the fields and asked him to take some food to his brothers and report back to how they were doing. I need a David. Who's the smallest person? (laughs) Xavier. There you go. Come and stand here. Don't go too close to that man over there. (laughs) All right. So David, he sets off to visit his brothers, and as he approached them, (laughs) he heard Goliath shouting his challenge every morning. And David wondered why no one was willing to fight Goliath. Yeah, there you go, he's wondering. Isn't someone going to stand up to this man, they say, he said, and and then all the army, they're saying, no, 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 we can't. And 
David said, then I will fight the giant Philistine. <gasps> One of the men overheard this and ran to Saul and told him what David said. And, and Saul approached David and said, you can't fight Goliath. You're only a boy. Look at you. You're, you, you don't hardly weigh anything. You're not that tall. You're only a boy. How can you fight this big giant? But David said to Saul, I, you know, I've, I've fought lions and bears. Yes, to protect my father's sheep. God help me keep them safe. And so he'll help um, me this time to keep me safe. So Saul dressed David in heavy armor. Heavy armor. There you go. Heavy armor. But it was too heavy. It was too heavy. And so he's, wow, this is fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm moved. Anyway, yeah, so anyway, so he, so all of this had to, yes. And oh, here we go. <laughs> so instead, David went to a stream nearby and he picked up five stones in a little pouch. There you go, there's your five stones. Yeah, don't throw them yet. Okay, where are we? So David then, he approaches Goliath. And Goliath looked at David and thought it was a joke. (laughs) Goliath thought that he could easily beat David. (laughs) But David, although... (laughs) But David, he was a little scared of Goliath, but he said, you fight with a sword and I come with God on my side. And today everyone will know that there's one true God. And Goliath didn't care what David said. He moved closer to attack him. But David ran quickly to meet him and reaching out of his pouch, he finds one stone and he swings it round. And in good, just one, and in good kung fu style, it comes. The stone hit Goliath right in the middle of the head. The stone hit Mary Poppins right the way to Goliath in the middle of the head. And he fell over with a loud thud. (laughs) David had done it. He beat the giant Philistine. And when the rest of the Philistines saw this, they ran away. Don't run away because I need you here. And David became a hero to all the people in Israel. What a story. Thank you. Yeah, you can. Well done, Chris. Wow. Wow. Encore. Encore. Oh, that was. <laughs> that was quite moving, wasn't it? Ah. Uh, 
All right, so where were we? So what is all this about? What is the story of David and Goliath about? Many think, you know, I think they get it wrong because many think that David's defeat of Goliath is a story of like personal courage uh, in the face of overwhelming odds. You know, the underdog standing up to the mean bully. And you almost see David as this real self-confident, arrogant, cocky young lad who sort of comes up and, you know, he's like this all-action superhero, you know, cool, raw courage. But on the outside, there was nothing bold about David. He didn't look a hero. Sorry, Xavier. He didn't look a hero. He was little and weak and he he looked after sheep. He was the runt of the litter. His brothers um, went out to war. No one took any notice of him. His other brothers got all the attention. He was the forgotten one. He was the insignificant one. Ever been there? Ever been one of those? But you see, he wasn't insignificant to God. He had worth. He was special in God's eyes. He was unique. God had made him uniquely David. And he had a purpose. You see, we all have a purpose. We all have something about us that makes us special. Do you believe that? What is it? What's special about you? Okay. Let's have a look at some of these uh, texts then. And (laughs) I can't use half of these. (laughs) Okay, what I want to do, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then you're going to try to guess who that that person is, all right? Okay, so let's, uh, let's have a look. I have solved math problems in my sleep. (laughs) It's not Chris. No. No, it's not Linda. Who is it? Own up. There you go. Kristen has solved problems. Sorry, I thought that said Kirsten, and I'm looking at Kirsten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I can stand up from a lying down or sitting down position without using my arms. Who's that? Who? Oh, there you go. All right. Jeff is special. I provide a contrasting opinion. (laughs) No, it sounds like Phil, but it's not. (laughs) It is Neil, yes. Very good. All right. 
I can appear to be sleeping or totally not paying attention and still take in information. <laughs> There's more. This was useful in school. Often teachers would try to catch me off guard when I seemed to be doing something else. But usually, I had an answer. Who is that? Who can appear to be sleeping or totally not paying attention and still take in information? No. What have I been saying, Kirsten? <laughs> <laughs> That is so. Is that uh, so? When she's not paying attention to you, Jeff, that she is. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am fabulous at giving advice that people never listen to. <laughs> Who's that? It is Phil. <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, um, I can tell you the plot of pretty much any My Little Pony episode. <laughs> Who's that? It is Sarah, yes. So if you want to know anything about My Little Pony. <laughs> I have four rings on the little finger of my left hand. Yeah, no, it's, it's not you. <laughs> Vicky looking, saying, is it me? <laughs> Who's that? It's Adrian. There you go. Um, I don't really understand this. It just says Olympic wrestling. Who has performed Olympic wrestling or been in the Olympics wrestling? No. No? That's a really good one. It's the biggest, butchest person here. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve is an Olympic wrestler. Yes. Medal winning. Very good. All right. Uh, I can raise one eyebrow and move my knuckles. It's what? It's Chloe. How do you know that, James? Oh, there you go. Very wise. Okay. Can you raise, raise one eyebrow? Oh, yeah. Okay. And what, move your knuckles? What does that mean? Oh. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, that's special. All right. Uh, I can fix a flat. I don't know a flat what, but it's a flat. <laughs> I can fix a flat. No, not Emily. No. <laughs> Although you probably can, Emily. It's Andrea can fix a flat. Okay, I can talk in funny voices. Who's that person? <laughs> That's not me. I didn't do one. Arlene can talk in funny voices. Yes. 
Uh, I can bend my thumb back at 90 degrees. Yes. I married this one. <laughs> Do you want to show us? Oh. All right. Okay, there's a, a few more. Uh, a couple more. I know how to twirl a baton. A baton. <laughs> it's Laura. Were you in a marching band or something? Yes. Okay. I can sing all three parts of a round at the same time. <laughs> Very good. Wow. And I think that's... Uh, and milk, eggs... No, no, that's my... Uh, that's my shopping list. Oh, and, and another one just come in. Just come in. I have frozen my tongue to a pole, not once, but twice. <laughs> it would be stupid enough to do that. It, would that be you, Chris? <laughs> Ah, okay, all right. Thank you. Did you know that about all of us here? We can do amazing things, special things, unique things. Now, these may be silly things, some of them. But there is in each one of us something that makes us special. God has made you, you, for a reason and for a purpose. And he wants to use you to do bold things for him. But how? How can he use little old me? How can he use little old you with all your flaws and your weaknesses? How can he turn us into bold women and men like he did with David? I'm going to show you. I need someone to help me with an experiment. I'm just going to... Help me with an experiment. Chloe, do you want to come and help me with an experiment? All right, hang on. I've got to set you up first. So I'm going to put you in a box, and then I'm going to saw you in half. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> right. So. Don't touch me. Just leave it there for the moment. Okay. Chloe is going to blow up that balloon without taking it off the bottle. Can she do it? <laughs> How can this little old balloon, this little weak and feeble balloon, Chloe, how on earth is that going to be blown up? How is that going to become a a balloon with lots of air in it. Ah, oh, yeah. No, no, that's probably the way your mind thinks, uh, which, is a, which is a little worrying, but there we go. What I want you to do, it's just a little balloon. It's just a little old balloon. There's nothing about this balloon 
they just sort of tip it up? Not the bottle, but just tip the balloon up and let go. Praise the Lord, it worked. <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. Isn't that amazing? It was a little old balloon. It was a little feeble, weak balloon. You see, it's an illustration of how God can take us and the things that make us who we are And he turns us into bold balloons. Bold people who can do amazing things. God has made each of us special and unique. And everyone has something. Everyone has something, however small and seemingly insignificant, that can be used by him. Like this balloon had a tiny little bit of baking soda in it. Ordinary, run-of-the-mill baking soda. And baking soda might might look like nothing. But mix it with the vinegar and the balloon becomes an amazing thing. It's what happened to David. You see, to the world, he was nothing. To his brothers, he was nothing. To Goliath, he was nothing. He was weak. He was insignificant. He didn't have any courage on his own. All he did was bring what he was and he had to God. And he mixed it with God's power. And God made him a giant slayer. God can use the most insignificant person to do the most significant thing for him. You are special. You are unique. You can, with God's help, become bold. Last week, uh, our next generation kids went and did something bold. And Jeff, why don't you come? And, And next gen kids, why don't you come up? Uh, how many next-gen kids do we have? We only have a couple of them here this week. Oh, and Sarah, there you go. So talk, talk a little bit. You can come up, Sarah, that's fine. Talk a little bit about what, what you did last week. Let's see what happens. Let's just ask them, ask them the question, which is what we've been asking, is, which is, if this is God's, if this, was, uh, if this was true, what would that mean? And how many people did we, did we see? Um, how many people did we tell the story to? 
<laughs> no, I don't remember. It was about five people, and uh, three of them responded. Do you remember? You guys remember? Do you remember some of the, some of the things they said? Mm -hmm. so. About uh, trust and that we need to have faith in God, and that the really uh, God stories are not just about God; it's about His relationship with us too. Yeah, yeah we heard we heard responses about uh, yes about trust about. Uh, Doubt, the relationship between doubt and faith. Um, and it was, for me, it was fun. I was, I was, so my feeling when we left here is uh, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> and how, and what, what was it for you guys I mean, when, we, when we left? Scared. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> and then and Sarah wasn't able to join us, but, but she... We rehearsed it the week before, sort of the things, what that would look like. And do you remember how you felt even rehearsing it? And uh, kind of scared, kind of not. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. So it was, but I got to tell you, it was exciting being out there and seeing. Um, so the first one, so the first one that really was bold to share, and he's not here right now, is Ethan. And it was just wonderful to see him just step out there. And he's like, "Can I talk to you? Can we talk to you for? It's going to be about three minutes." And he just he, <laughs> he was so into it. It was so cool, and to see um, to see these guys sort of step out and and talk to these talk to complete strangers about about Jesus. So really cool. That's great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Clary. God can use the most insignificant person to do the most significant things. Each one of us, we can be bold for God, even if you're not a bold person, even if you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in boldness, think about it. Where are you on 1 to 10 in boldness? If you rate yourself minus 5, even if you do that, you can still be bold for God. Not because of your courage, but because of His power. Each one of us has something that God will use for His glory. For David, it was the, his skill with the, uh, the sling and the stone. What is it with you? Maybe you're a great listener. I just listen well. Why don't you get that and mix it with God's power and see what happens? Maybe you say, you know what? I'm a great knitter. I really like knitting. Take that, mix it with a little bit of God's power and see what happens. Maybe you're a good baseball player. Maybe you're a good baseball parent. Maybe take that and mix it with a little bit of God and see what happens and what God will do. There's a verse in Scripture that says this in 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. 
but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. That's what the kids are doing. That's what they, they did last week. They went out. Don't let people put you down because you don't think you're special, because you are. And God has uniquely gifted you in some way. What are you going to do with it? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that, that you, you've made us in your image, that we are uniquely made, that I am uniquely Trevor. Uh, Phil is uniquely Phil. Laura is uniquely Laura. All of us, Lord, have been made. You know, you've knitted us together. You know who we are and what we can bring to you. And Father, I pray that you would take us, take what we have, take who we are, and empower us to do great things in you. Give us the boldness, Lord, as you gave David to stand up to whatever our giant is in our life right now. That thing, Lord, that we think, there's no way I can defeat that. There's no way I can get over this. Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness to to face up to our giant, whatever that is, Lord, and help us uh, to be the people that you've created us to be. Thank you for the the kids here, Lord. Thank you for what they did last week. Thank you for, for them teaching us and leading us in boldness. And so, Lord, we ask that we would go into our week this week with just a renewed sense of your presence, a renewed sense of your purpose in our lives, and a renewed boldness in Jesus' name.